It's good to be back on Search the Scriptures today. We appreciate all of our listeners tuning in. And what a blessing you are to us, whether you realize it or not, because we know you're there. We know that many listen to this program on purpose, with a purpose, on a regular basis. And we appreciate you so much. We're so thankful that you listen. Ultimately, we're praying for you. We really do care about you. We pray that you are coming to to learn God's word better and better. And in that process, you're coming closer and closer to God. And we hope and we pray that you will ultimately make the right choice as to what you're going to do about following God his way. As we learn of people coming closer to God, that just encourages us so much. And we're thankful for you. Brother, it's good to be with you today, Dwayne Kennedy. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be with you again. And it's good to know and have our listening audience tuning in. Again, you know, you help us to serve God because we get to teach the word, because we know that you are out there listening, and we want to do our best here on Search the Scripture to get you in God's word. You are also serving God. Every time that you study his word, you draw nearer to him as you put his word into practice. And we are hoping that you are doing that, encouraging you to continue to do that and do it increasingly so. It's also good to be on this program studying with and learning from Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Dwayne and Gary. It's just a delight for me to be with you both on the program today. And certainly wonderful to have each one of you listening to Search the Scriptures. You know, one thing we hope that our listening audience is really understanding if they listen to the program on a regular basis is the fact that God loves them so much, so very much, that he was willing to send his son to this world in the form of man to go to the cross, to die for their sins, so that they might have the opportunity to have those sins forgiven. And we're talking about each and every person individually who is listening to this program. There's not one of us who has accepted from that. Everyone, God loves you so much, he was willing to sacrifice his son and our savior, Jesus Christ, so that you might be able to live a life that's pleasing to him and look forward to an eternity in his presence. We hope with all of our hearts that God will be glorified as we strive to proclaim that very message to you. Amen. Amen. And that is a message of good news, isn't it? It really is. The best news. Yes, it is. And we are studying about good news mm -hmm. in this particular line of study. But we went to a place where someone might wonder, why would you go there? <laughs> to learn about and study about good news. And that's the book of Ecclesiastes. Mm -hmm. Now, we read through a number of passages in our last program, and we're not going to repeat all of those, but we're just kind of going to go back and, and lay a little bit of that groundwork to catch our new listeners up and also to kind of remind those who were with us yesterday uh, as to what we covered. Let's begin with verse 2 of Ecclesiastes chapter 1. And how about reading verses 3 and 4 as, as, along with verse 2? Dennis? Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What profit has a man from all his labor in which he toils under the sun? 
One generation passes away and another generation comes, but the earth abides forever. Now he says vanity of vanities, Mm -hmm. all is vanity. Mm -hmm. And we talked about what that word vanity means Mm -hmm. yesterday. Mm -hmm. And it means meaningless, Mm -hmm. pointless, useless, fruitless, worthless, profitless. Yes. Mm -hmm. And maybe you could think of some other words that that would convey that concept. Mm -hmm. Right. He begins this book from God's word with that kind of statement. And he says, what profit has a man from all his labor in which he toils under the sun? One generation passes away, another generation comes, but the earth abides forever. Just keeps on going around. What good is it what you've done? What are you accomplishing? And of course, it's kind of a rhetorical question He's trying to get across the understood answer from a human perspective. It doesn't accomplish anything much. Mm-hmm. Right. Nothing much. Let's drop down to verse 14, Duane, and how about reading that? I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and indeed all is vanity and grasping for the wind. All the works that are done under the sun, and they're like grasping for the wind. In other words, can't do it. Right. Yeah, you talk about a profitless venture. Trying to grab the wind, you know. (laughs) Can't be done. No. Can't be done. Now, we can harness wind power, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, we want to talk about that a little bit later. But you can't grab the wind. You Mm -hmm. can feel it. It might blow you down, but you can't grab it. Mm -hmm. He said, that's what life's like. It's like grasping for the wind. Now, again, if we did not understand who was writing this, Solomon, and that he was writing inspired scripture from God, we might really be bummed out by what he says here. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't stop in chapter one. He goes on and on with this kind of of, uh, message. Over and over he talks about it. Now, what we have to keep in mind, though, is that he is writing Scripture from God. Mm -hmm. If we come to chapter 12, the end of the book, and we look at verses 13 and 14, how does he conclude, Dennis? Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Now, he comes to a conclusion here, doesn't he? Yes. Yes. If we stopped somewhere back there and just, you know, got bummed out and said, I don't want to read any further. Mm -hmm. I have to fight depression enough as it is. (laughs) This is just adding to it. But we come to the end and Solomon gets it. Mm Mm-hmm. And good for him. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm afraid a whole lot of people, if not most people, never get the point Mm -hmm. of life. Mm -hmm. And that is serving God. Right. Yes. You know, with all the negativity that you can find in the book of Ecclesiastes leading up to this point, the conclusion of Solomon was right on the mark. That's right. Hit the nail on the head. And it should help us understand that we are missing the mark if we're only viewing life through physical lenses. Oh, yes. 
the physical side of life is not what life is really all about. No, it is. First and foremost. Mm -mm. Really, it's about being created in God's image. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27 and so on. And being created in God's image, we are spiritual beings That's with right. a spiritual essence. And so this life is not the end for us. If this was all there was, well, Solomon back in chapter 1 would have hit the nail pretty much in the head. Mm -hmm. But chapter 12, verses 13 and 14, that's the message for us, the real message for us. And for everybody who lives in this world, yes, it's not about the physical things. If that's all it was about, yeah, hopeless, forlorn, pointless, meaningless, Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. You're just going to go through the motions. You're going to live your life. You're going to die. You're going to go back to the ground. And then somebody else is going to come, at, come in after you. Mm -hmm. But that's not what we are. We have a soul. That's right. And we have eternity to look forward to. And God offers us that opportunity to be with him for all of eternity. So Solomon says, fear God and keep his commandments. This is man's all. Mm -hmm. And God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing. So God knows what's going on in our life. Yes, he does. Yeah, he really does, Gary. And, and I think sometimes we might miss that. You know, we might uh, go along in life and, and we might... If we don't say it out loud, we might think within ourselves or within our minds, well, I hope to, God didn't see that. Hmm. I hope he didn't hear me say that. <clears throat> and yet, if you look over in the book of Hebrews in chapter 4 and verse 13, this goes right along with what Solomon said there. We're told there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. That's right. God knows, God sees everything. Omniscient. Yes. Omnipresent. All-knowing. Yeah. Now, let's go back to that analogy of the wind for a moment. And Solomon says, yeah, life from a physical perspective, a purely, home, a purely human point of view, is like grasping for the wind. I have often wondered how the old ships that moved by wind, they would put up the sails and they would sail the seven seas. They'd sail around the world, sail the oceans on a regular basis. And I would wonder how can those ships go in a prescribed direction where they want to go when so often the winds might be blowing against them. Mm -hmm. How can they put up those sails and make the ship go basically against the wind? Right. And yet they could. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's a, a bit of a poem that I think helps us understand. It is the set of the sail, not the gale that determines the way we go. Mm -hmm. How we set our sails in life, just as how they would set those sails on those, those ships 
to catch the wind and move the ship in the desired direction, how we set our sails in life is going to ultimately determine which way we go mm -hmm. and what our life is going to ultimately produce. It will. We need to think about that. Solomon finally got it. Now, he got it from the beginning, undoubtedly. Mm -hmm. Again, he was writing God's word. Mm -hmm. But thank God that he puts it down for us here at the end. And I, boy, what a great place to put it, right at the very end. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is man's all. Mm -hmm. And we could put it in different terms. Live for God. Mm -hmm. Live faithfully before God. Mm -hmm. Follow God. Yes. Look. Honor and respect God. Yes. Set your sails. Mm-hmm toward heaven yes that's it that's mm -hmm. it well many people spend their lives pursuing the wrong things with their eyes their sails if you would set in the wrong directions let's turn to first timothy chapter six and how about reading Dwayne, verses nine and ten but those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Many people live their lives pursuing actively pursuing, and it's the main focus of their lives, it seems, or at least way up toward the top, money, materialism, the things money can buy, physical pleasures, and social prestige. Right. And so much of that is tied to the pursuit of money. Mm, yes. And Paul here, and some people, they may miss quote verse 10 mm -hmm. and say money is the root of all evil right that's not what paul said no nope. no he said the love of money is the root of all is a root of all evil mm -hmm. all kinds of evil mm -hmm. now there's nothing wrong with money that's a blessing from god sure is in fact in almost every part of the world in almost every corner of this earth society operates on some kind of economic system. Yes. And when we are able to work a job that provides for us an income so that we can operate effectively within society, that's a blessing from God. It is indeed. But with any blessing, if we get it out of kilter in our minds and in our vision, and in our purpose in life to the point where that blessing becomes the focus of our life instead of the giver of that blessing, well, then we're moving in the wrong direction. Yes, mm -hmm. we are. We've got to keep it in focus. And so if that's where we're at, if we're just primarily focused on getting more money, accumulating wealth, buying more things, then our life is going to be unproductive. Mm -hmm. 
especially from the spiritual perspective. Yes, that's right. How many times, and I suspect most all of our listeners can relate to this, I certainly can. How many times do we feel like, boy, I want that you, whatever it is. <laughs> Did you see that new model of car Yes. that Ford put out or General Motors or Toyota or whatever? Look at that. Man, I want that luxury or I want that big an engine. I want those hot wheels. Or it goes all the way down to little children. I want a bicycle like Johnny's got next door. And then he gets that, and what happens? He sees Billy down the street has got a bigger one. Yes. And it's painted fancier. And now he wants one like that. Yes. And it goes on and on, doesn't it? Yes. Mm -hmm. There's a real danger in that, Gary, and it's, it's pointed out by Paul in the 10th verse of this particular passage we just read. The love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness. You know, Paul is saying, you know, as you've described, if someone makes that their pursuit in life, their faith takes a back seat. Yes. They lose it. Yes. And when that becomes their primary focus, well, then their faith weakens. Exactly. And you cannot, you cannot follow God faithfully while your loyalty is divided mm -hmm. so that you're following wealth, materialism, the things mm -hmm. money can buy, the pleasures it can bring, and so on. Mm -hmm. Again, those are blessings from God mm -hmm. if we keep them in proper perspective. But if they become the main focus in our life, then God automatically takes second place, and that's unacceptable. That's right. It is. Unacceptable. Mm -hmm. You know, I was listening in the radio just today about a particular mindset that a lot of people apparently have developed in our society today. We are so technologically advanced compared to what people were just not many years ago. And we just keep coming out with these newer and newer uh, forms of technology. And so, you know, you've got not just a computer, you've got the laptop. You've not got just the laptop, you've got the notebook. You haven't got just the notebook, you've got the wireless. And it's not just that, but now you've got the, you know, the iPad. And you've got not just that, but there's the iPhone. But now you've got not just the iPhone, you've got the 4G or the 5G iPhone. And not only that, but you've got the application so that you can get on the internet with it. But not only that, you can get TV on your, on your phone now. That's right. And somewhere, maybe you can get a movie and you can watch that movie on your phone. You can watch the football game on your phone. And you know what's even greater? When it gets to be 7G or 8G or 10G. And you've got to have that. When is it going to come out? Or what about the 3D television that's going to be just really jazzy and you can watch it in your own living room? 3D. When's that coming? And how about a, not just a 64-inch flat screen and not just an LCD, but plasma mm -hmm. screen? Let's get a 100-inch and let's build a theater in our homes. 
and let's have it come out of the ceiling and fold down. And so we go on and on and on. But when we get those things, something else comes out just in a few months that supersedes what we just bought. And now we're not satisfied anymore, are we? We go after the new thing. Because that's where our focus is. Yes. That's what we think will make us happy. Right. But when we get it, we find out, I'm not happy anymore. I want this bigger one. I want this better one, this snazzier one. And as you alluded to earlier, many times it's, that's what everyone else has. I want that because Johnny has it. Yeah, yeah. The old adage about keeping up with the Joneses. Yes. And we have fallen into that trap. We have taken that bait hook, line, and sinker in our society today. And so Paul says, those who desire to be rich, who desire to be rich, fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. We've got to keep our focus. We've got to be careful that we don't get out of focus because ultimately how we live our lives again, how we set the sail of our life is going to point us in the direction we're going to end up in. And as Paul says here, if we get it out of kilter on the money and the materialism, the prestige and those physical pleasures, we excuse the grammar, we ain't going to heaven. Mm-hmm. We need to live, we need to look, we need to learn. We may need to make the proper applications to our lives. We're going to stop right here. We want to pick up at this point next time. And we want to talk about the good news. Now again, maybe you think, I'm waiting for that good news. <laughs> we talked about it back at the end of Ecclesiastes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Set your sail to live for God and to point you toward heaven. Get your mind right. Get your perspective in tune. Look to God. He's got the best way for you. We'd love to send you that free Bible study, and you can learn how you can do exactly that. It is absolutely free. We'll pay the postage both ways. Just contact us today and ask for it.